0: Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today's a special edition of the podcast, as I won't be having just one guest on the show, but actually three members of Los Benditos, one of Phoenix Rising's two supporter groups those three members joining me today are Brian Ali Munoz and Nancy Shattuck. And in a sport where supporter groups create the atmosphere and ambiance with their singing, drumming, chanting, lighting off smoke, I feel that it's imperative to give them a voice during a season in which most of those crazy cheering voices will go unheard. So without further ado, let me bring on Los Benditos themselves. Alrighty, so I am joined by three members of Los Bandidos. We have Bree and Ali Munoz, sisters I found out today. And then we also have uh, Nancy Shaddock. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly.
1: Shaddock, yeah.
0: Well, I do apologize. But I, I really thank you for your time in joining me, Um, especially with COVID and everything that's going on around the world, work schedules, whatnot. I do appreciate your time. So I'll just kind of dive right into it. First thing I want to know is how long have you guys been a part of Los Bandidos?
2: Um, it was towards the end of the 2018
1: season. So I'd say like almost two years. So yeah. And um, we are, my son and I are new to the group as of this year. Um,
0: and what brought you guys to Bandidos? What was it about them that that captured you?
3: I love the energy and the excitement you felt when you even sat next to them. That was our favorite part, and we just wanted to be part of the party, so that's what drew us to them.
2: Yeah, we'd go sit in the other sections, and then we'd be like, I want to go over there. And then whenever we'd have tickets for the supportive section, we would always sit as close as we can to them without being all up in their space. And then, yeah, one day they just came up to us and were like, we see you guys at every game. You guys are chanting all our chants, you know, and, like welcome to Bandidos and we're like super happy.
0: <laughs> so, it sounds like you guys were fans before you joined. How long have you been fans of Phoenix Rising Arizona United?
2: We didn't start going to Phoenix Rising games until 2017 March. So, it's pretty like I'd say early on, but I know that they were I know that they were beginning like um Arizona United, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: 2017 would have been the first year of Phoenix, right?
1: So um, my family, we moved from Houston to Phoenix in 2016. So we were big fans of soccer. We came from to MLS, Houston Dynamo was a big team for us before we moved. So when we moved here in the summer of 2016, the first thing we did was we need to go to an AC United game. We need to figure out the whole soccer community and the atmosphere. So we called up ever and got tickets and then that was it. We loved it here and we've been supporting AZ United and then Phoenix Rising ever since.
0: Okay. And that's something that I love talking to fans and in supporter groups as well as you have people from literally everywhere that are joining in at different times because something at some time captured their attention. So let me ask you about a match day. Unfortunately, this year, at least thus far, um, we haven't had fans other than the opening match in March. But on a typical, let's, let's just go back last year, 2019, what was a, what was a dollar beer night like in, <laughs> in Los Banditos section?
3: It was very chaotic, but in the best way. Like there's just people. The energy is so high. Everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's hugging each other. There's so much love, and it smells like beer, like all the time. But it's fun. You get so into all the action, especially when someone scores. That's when the energy just goes through the roof. It's amazing. Yeah, I
1: would definitely agree. The whole section is almost like a living, breathing, moving entity of people and it's a close-knit family so it's like a reunion every time everyone's back in the stands.
0: So that's something I I keep hearing a lot too about the supporter groups is the family, the camaraderie, the not just going to the matches. Can you guys talk to me a little bit about what Bandidos does outside of the gates of Casino Arizona Field?
2: Well they do a lot of planning for like events we've had a bunch of things planned like for charities we've had like but it takes kind of like right now we can't go off and do them you know due to covid but um a lot of them hang out together outside of the game like match days so yeah we're not painting banners and we're planning on future banners and yeah that's pretty much yeah
1: but pretty much as a family the communication's always there. Um, Everyone's always reaching out to each other. It's for one of the groups where if somebody needs something or needs help, the whole group is always there for them. Yes. And then on top of that, with a lot of, like even recently, with the protests, a lot of the um, social issues going on, many of the members are out there protesting for human rights, protesting for equality. We've even had players join members walking. So it is, it's something as a group that we're always together
0: doing. And you're absolutely right. And for those listening that don't know who she's talking about, she's talking about Zach Lubin. Zach Lubin yes, was yes. was the one that would join them. He, he made it known on social, he was not gonna be hiding anything about it. He was very proud of it. And again, it just goes to show the, the relationship between the team and the supporter group which leads me to my next question is what is that relationship like because it's it's more than a normal fan to team relationship
2: (laughs) i think like a lot of the players are just family to the There's some that come you know during when we're making our banners there's some that just reach out to us and it's they just i don't know it's more like a family than anything, because I feel like other clubs, yeah, they have, like, the players, and then the fans are, like, pretty much separate, but a lot of these dudes, they know the members, they know, you know, and they're just really, um, I don't know, it's really close. I just think there's a really
3: special connection there. It's not just, like, oh, they're soccer players. We see them every weekend. Like, we, not all of us, but some of us know them, and we talk to them, and I think it's really cool because not a lot of teams have that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a special connection, and they know that uh, through thick or thin, we have their back always.
0: Through goodness, So, by the sounds of it, and I, and I mean this question in the best way, it takes a a certain type of person. It not every every normal person can can be in a supporters group. By the sounds of what it takes to endure a match, for lack of a better term. Because mm-hmm. I know you're not sitting down, ever. I know you're no, not. No, I know you're not no being sitting. quiet, ever.
1: You can't even say no. that. You're
0: so, not. That. <laughs> so, like, what are the, uh, I don't know, what are the, the requirements? What are the kind of the checkmark things you kind of have to have about you as a person to represent Los Bandidos the way that you, would, you guys represent it?
2: I think you just got to have a lot of passion for not only the game, but have a lot of, like, i don't know the words Uh, but you just gotta be like able to be loud and just be there as like we also like to oh my god i'm getting mixed up sorry (laughs) i just think yeah i need a lot of passion to be in the supportive group like you you kids you can't just stand there and you know just watch and you have to at least put in work i guess you could say like when it comes to cheering and actually chanting like the songs and the drummers go hard every single match day um I know that we had like a lot of complaints sometimes about people saying that we're too loud or the drummers are too loud or something but honestly we do this for the players and it's the players love it so yeah you just gotta be you have to be
3: energetic the whole time you can't sit down (laughs) you just have to be present and be excited to be there I think that's one of the most important things. Like you have to be excited to be there. You can't be sitting down. You have to have that passion come out of you. You have to be a different person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for all 90 plus stoppage <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> after the game or halftime. Yes. During the halftime break, that's when you might be able to visit with others and sit down. But really, <laughs> it's a job. I mean, we take it. It time. is. It's our job there in that section to be loud. And just sing our hearts out because those players were playing their hearts out, sweating their hearts out for us. The least we can do is give them all of our passion and support. Image.
0: And if you guys didn't know the players that don't make that match day 18, whether it's just through training or whether it's an injury, they have the option of sitting in the owner suite that's next to the press box. But if you notice Most of them sit in between because, and they have told me, they love to hear the noise outside. It's too quiet when they're watching it inside. So even June and July, they will sit and sweat just to hear you guys. So obviously, they do appreciate you. I know this is going to be a tough question. It's kind of on the spot. I want to go your favorite moment in the history of you in Phoenix Rising and Banditos. And I know you might have a couple. Let's
3: see. Okay. I know mine right away. Okay. So last season, the first game, the first home game, I think it was so much fun how we had planned everything. We planned what songs we were going to sing first. And we had the glow sticks and all the lights turned off. I think that was the coolest thing ever because that was the first time we were actually in the Bandidos for like its entirety. For like the first entirety of the season, and that was just the best. It was so much
2: fun, and like
3: the adrenaline leading up to it, it was amazing. That was by far my favorite moment.
2: Still gotta think about mine.
1: <laughs> I would have to say it was um, it was in OC when we won the Western Conference, and we everyone, were you on the field? Yes, and it was it was special because. We were all like all the groups were all in that section, but we Alex, my son, was having a hard time walking and he was using a cane at that time because of vestibular issues. And we had people help us over the wall to get down onto the field. He had there was groups helping him get out onto the field, and it was just this energy and excitement and celebration out on the field. I mean, I get critera. Thinking about that moment, but we were all able to celebrate on the field
2: with the players. That's so awesome. We didn't get to go to that one, but we saw it on TV. <laughs> we were all amazing. planning this year to start traveling and go to all the games.
1: We we're planning everything out, and then COVID hit, and we're like, ah, we can't. You know, <laughs> you know, the funny part is security and lined up. They knew that the section was going to go. And I guess right at the end, the owners were next to the, you know, the owners were in to the group because they traveled too. And I just remember they were like, don't even do it. Don't do it. And all of a sudden <laughs> security just turned around and kind of walked away. It let us all flood onto the field.
2: <laughs> it just so awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can confirm that because I was standing on the other side on the pitch <laughs> and I witnessed the security run right past me. And it was just a <laughs> sea of Phoenix Rising fans.
1: Yeah, but there's at one point they were just like,
0: okay, we're just gonna let him go. We'll let him go. Were any of you guys in New Mexico last year? No, we haven't
1: been challenged for a match yet. My son was still having a hard time, so we didn't get
0: to go to that. Gotcha. Well, um, I'm sorry about that. Um, Obviously, I'll never, I'll never get to uh, to experience anything like that. um, Being in a fan group, but I, I just, I think it's so cool that a team is willing to literally share its enjoyment and celebrate with its fans and and the fact that it was on the road and who it was against and, you know, I can keep going on and on.
1: You know, that makes, that's another example of just how special the Phoenix Rising is, the players and the team organization is, is to be able to, they were willing to share that with fans and it be a celebration with them for that. It was like, it was all ours. So that really is a testament
0: to the team. All right. So then here's the tough question. What is the toughest part about being in a supporter group? What's something that you maybe don't love, but you got to get through it?
2: Mine would be matching schedules. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of things that I, they plan at times where I'm like, oh man, I have this or oh man, I have that. So it's kind of, that's kind of hard for me, but
3: Yeah, I think that's mine, too, because I love everything about being in the bandidos. I love all the energy we have. I love how it's a family. I love how we're always there for one another. But the planning things is, like, the one thing that's kind of hard to do because we have very busy lives. We go to school. We go to work and stuff. So I think that's, like, the only thing I don't like other than that. I just – I love it. This is, like, my favorite thing. It's such a good thing to come home after a long day and get to go to a game and just cheer and let out all the stress –
1: Yeah, and it's like seeing family again. It's really, I can't Mm -hmm. say anything negative, honestly, I can't. What's bad about getting together with the soccer family and all your extended friends? There's
0: nothing wrong with that. I'll give you my cheated version of the answer. I I say, like, my least favorite part about Phoenix Rising Games is right when it's over, I've already, I've submitted my story, my adrenaline's going from my deadline, and it's quiet. Everyone's gone. It's like 1130 at night. (laughs) And I gotta go home, and that's it. The night's over. And it's like, what? You I, that's get it. On
1: Twitter? I mean, you gotta get on Twitter because it goes on into the night. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're missing something. The snack talking, and then with our group, we have such a close knit group. We're up all night. Like, yeah. <laughs> <and celebrating. laughs> I'll be in the parking lot
2: from like the stadium and just be like, as we're waiting to go out, I'm like, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the party moves
1: to Twitter as soon as the game is over. I mean, right now with COVID, that's not the case. But uh, when life is normal, the the group would move on afterwards to go get dinner and keep on going. So
0: So my next question is going to be about your relationship with Red Fury. Because having two supporters groups is a question I get a lot. Why is there or why are there? two supporters groups, and I just want to get your guys' take on, you know, what is it like being, you know, a cohesive unit on a match day, but technically you're still separate?
2: Um, I have no, like, anything against Red Fury. I think they're, like, amazing people, you know? I just think the difference is, you know, the way they speak out about issues and the way we do it. We want to do it a certain way, and they'll do it their way. Um, but yeah, I still go over there and I'll hug everybody whenever, like, especially Monica. She's, you know, I love her. She goes around always, like, she'll say hi to all of us. So we do the same thing. Um, a lot of people like to say, like, oh, you guys should be seeing the chants, you know, like, together and be united. But honestly, we have very different songs. And, you know, if that's how, that's how we do it, like,
1: Oh, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, you know, um, before th- before this season, we we came from Red Fury, so we were with Red Fury for a while, and um, yeah, just it, it's a different group, and there's a lot of friends we have in that group. But the passion, and in, 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 in even when we were over there, we had so many friends in the too. Really, it, a lot of the friendships mixed with the full South End, but mm-hmm. We were over on that side and our passion and our, our, our need to just give it our all is at the other end. And, and at one point, we are like, we need to be over there. We, those are the songs we know, a lot of the songs we've known from other supporter groups and other, you know, a lot of it's culturally within the soccer community. And so we're just like, we need to get over there. We need to really be where we fit
3: yeah i completely agree that benditos are the
2: ones who approached us first so that's where we went to right away we just we were sitting there all the time anyway we we're like trying to get as close as we can without being all up on them <laughs> so.
0: so kind of walk me through that process how does one become a member where's the sign up um,
2: it's got to be there and be loud and I'm sure one of them will approach you like we there's a lot of people that ask for jerseys ask for to be members you know and they're just like well we don't see you at any of the matches like so if you you're welcome to come sit and chant the whole time if you want but you have to chant you know yeah and
1: you know someone in the group um for one of the leaders will come to you but um, we, we just don't, you, you've got to be a part of the group. You've got to put in your effort, in your time, in your energy, in your passion.
3: Yeah, you can't be a shy person. You have to go up to them, talk to them, be friendly. I think that's the easiest way, just go and to I'm a very, them.
2: very, very shy person. But at games, I was screaming my head off to all their songs. Yeah, she was a different person. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that they came up to me, I was like, thank God, because I would never go up to them and actually talk to anybody. I'm like stupid shy. (laughs) But (laughs) but then they came up to me, I was like, yeah, I was like super happy. And I was, they gave me a scarf that day. And I remember I was in the car on the way home, like, oh, my God, taking videos of it and pictures. uh, So, yeah, it's just, you got to be just loud and make sure they're able to hear you, like, and see you at games, you know, because there's people that come up, and they'll ask for a jersey, and we're like, who are you? (laughs) We keep a good eye out, too, on, like, everybody around us. Like, if we notice them, and if they're, like, seeing, like, chanting their heart out, yeah, we'll come, like, you know, and talk to them, see where their mind's at, see if they want to join or something. But, yeah, for the most part, you just got to prove yourself.
0: So... I want to know, how do you guys get those pictures with the players holding the jerseys? Because, you know, we see those on social media. How do you guys choose? How does that happen?
3: Um, so a lot of the times, the Bandidos just give them their jerseys. Like, when they're doing, like, the meet and greet, sometimes or, like, after the games, when they're giving everybody high fives, like, touching everybody's hands, they'll just give them a jersey. Before COVID. Yeah, this was before COVID.
0: <laughs> Obviously, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this this question is a little more, you know, into the future. So if the team makes it to the MLS, do you think that the groups will be able to remain their two identities or do you think there will be some type of merger or um, maybe a push for a merger?
2: What I see happening is there's still going to be two groups because of the, you know, different styles, different everything but I do feel like the bandidos are gonna get bigger because more and more people wanna be part of like the passion and everything. So I'm sure they're gonna be a bigger group and most likely there'll still be two groups, but
1: who knows? Yeah, I can't really, I can't really answer for anybody else, but I know the bandidos will always be there and, and if anything, it will grow and become one of the, the main supporting sections for the team. I completely agree. It will be an established foundation of fans.
0: So something that former players have told me is the relationship that the fans have with the players and the team as it is now will most likely not be able to exist should the team make it to MLS purely because MLS's rules with fans and players and availability and all that is very different and they're very strict as well. Um, so is there any part of you that's maybe in the back of your head kind of is okay with Phoenix Rising being in USL? Or do you want the, this team to go as far as it can?
3: I mean, I want them to go far, but I really like the relationship we have with them. I really like the little events they put on where you get to go meet them because I think it was last year where we met with some of the players at the Sonic and we got to have a drink with them <laughs> and talk with them. Like, I think something like that's really cute and really cool. So I want them to go far, but I also don't want to lose that connection. I also think because we're bandidos and we get what we want, I think we'll still be able to have that connection no matter what. Yeah, I think, I
1: think there'll be the personal connection. Honestly, I like saying in the usl for the freedom that allows the players and the fans to interact that becomes very that line is very much drawn in mls but it can be done i mean it just depends but i like the organic nature that our soccer community has with the team and the fans and supporters right now
0: So I'll wrap it up with this because the last two home games I've been to, um, banditos have been there on the outskirts. Um, you can see them on top of some cars and (laughs) my vision is terrible. So I can't, I need, I need the photographers to show me with their, with their cameras, (laughs) but without naming names, kind of just tell me like, who are these crazy guys (laughs) and girls and girls
2: they're just the main members i feel there's cause we have a lot of andidos but there's a group of needles that are they're hardcore and that's them <laughs> it's all of them
1: yeah i mean if it honestly i would be there if it wasn't for our, for yep. our health issues that we have in the house and my son in particular i can't risk him he at all he's online right now but um i think if
0: we could be there, we would be there for sure. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would. And and you see the players saying that you know they can they can hear the 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 few that are out there just because, like I said, it's it's so quiet, it's so different, it's it's weird. Um, I w- I will say the the one. I guess cool part about no fans is you can hear everything that's said on the pitch, which is kind of a an insight that I never had before. Because even at the game, it's too loud; you can't hear the players giving it to the ref, uh, giving it to, <laughs> to each other if if there's a you know a mistake, real quick. But I'll I'll digress there. I want to just thank you guys so much again for joining me. Uh, this was great. I would love to be able to do this again to be able to give. "Quote unquote," a voice to the fans in a, in a season where there won't be. Um, the next match isn't until September 11th, so there's a possibility fans might be able to come in maybe September, or October. But you know, it's all fingers crossed at this point. But again, <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thank,
1: bye, you. thank
3: you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye, bye. And that's gonna do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match is a Wednesday midweek fixture away to LA Galaxy 2. Kickoff is set for 2pm and you can catch all the action on the exclusive audio stream on ArizonaSports.com and the new Arizona Sports app which is available for both iOS and Android. And following results from the weekend, Phoenix remains a top group B standings with 16 points while OC and San Diego are now tied on 11 points in second place. Los Dos comes in right behind with 9 points, and Las Vegas rounds out the rest of the group with only 1. But that being said, Los Dos and Las Vegas have actually only played a combined 8 matches, which is the same total amount of games played by San Diego and just one more than Phoenix Rising this season, just to give you an idea of the matches play disparity still within Group B. For all things Phoenix Rising, be sure to head over to ArizonaSports.com, download the new Arizona Sports app, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JWA, 1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.